Good day and welcome to Select BGM, hosted by myself, John, and me, Rich. We put together this humble show for you, the listener, with the hopes that you'll come to appreciate the most underrated music of the modern entertainment age, the music of video games. Wow, it's only been a week and we're already back. Yahoo, it's episode 62. We're so happy to be here. We will happy, sing happy, you a song. But, oh, 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 no, 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 but, but, but welcome, welcome, welcome. To select BGM. Oh, is this recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, hey. Hey! Woo! Woo! So goddamn excited to be here and putting this show on for you. This is Select BGM. I'm John. And I'm Rich. Welcome to the show, Rich. What are we doing today? It's the journey, not the destination. Not the destination. Nope, it's when you get on an airplane, it's like that movie Millennium, and then like all of a sudden like you're in flight, and then you get boarded, and the people take you off your flight before it crashes, Chris Christopherson and that blonde lady, and oh my god, you're taken up to some space place, and it makes you feel good, like, oh, that there's was, heaven, yay, that was but they're pe- from the future. Right, okay, I was going to say those are future people, right? Those weren't yeah. aliens. Yeah, but it just goes to show that even your journey is just a mark in the past. Ooh, Bam. Oh, Getting deep on you it's here. It's always a journey. There's never an end. There's never, there's never a fucking end. Unless Every goddamn day I wake up. Oh, I know. And it, it goes on forever and ever. That's my biggest fear too. Like maybe you die, but then it's like, oh shit. And maybe you don't remember anything. You're just like, not even language, but it's just like this experience. And it's just like, please stop. But you don't even know the words. Please stop. It's just. You're just a tardigrade. And then you get bored. Or not bored, but you get born again. I have a cold now, so yeah, um, D's and N's are going to sound the same. But then you're born again, and you're just like, ah, fuck! And then you forget all about it for a sec. And then you're just back to the rhythm. Yeah, and then you kind of start getting jaded, and then you remember. You don't remember, but you think you remember. The patterns start expressing themselves through you. And then you're just watching movies like Millennium and doing stupid podcasts about going through time. Damn, dude. That way. Or whatever. Bravo. Whatever. Bravo. Something like that. That was good. That, that was good. I, I don't, I have absolutely nothing to add to that. That was, that was just random <laughs> bullshit, dude. <laughs> that was, uh, that was interesting. So, so it's like reincarnation, but not cool. Yeah. It's I, just like, it is pain and suffering and mental anguish forever. Okay, like basically, imagine like when you become a total brain dead vegetable, or maybe not drink a, more. Maybe not a total brain dead vegetable, like Terry Schiavo, where you're just in a vegetative state, but maybe you can just um, experience the moment in a David Lynch sort of way, and it's just like every moment. I don't want that. Uh, but maybe that's what it is, but with no sight, no sound, it's just all imagination, but there's no... Oh, so it's like Inland Empire, forever. Yeah, whatever that is. Ugh. Well, that's the, that's my biggest fear. You know, heaven. You, you should watch Inland Empire, hell. and it will definitely be your biggest fear. Oh, what man. the hell's going on in that movie? Because even a plant gets, you know, they want water, they get water, and they're like, oh, good. Even if someone chops off your limb, it's like, oh, I still get water. I can grow new ones. Yay. But yeah, tardigrade, what you're saying, you can be a space bear. You can just... <laughs> space bear. Yeah. They're kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they're pretty disgusting if you actually look at them. What, up close? Yeah. No, they're kind of cute. Oh, okay. I thought they looked like bugs. And... Well, they do. They're kind of... But they have like... They're like moles. They're like moles with trumpet faces. It's, I don't know how that works in the whole scheme of evolution, but 
it seems to work pretty well for them. They can live in space and still reproduce, so. Yeah, but they're still called a tard. Yeah. All right, all right. So what? So wait a minute, wait a minute. You said what we're doing, but you didn't say what the hell it meant. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a dumb thing, dude. It, like, it. Well, everybody knows what it means. Are you going to really talk down on try, the audience? Try to explain it in the context of the music. Okay. These are just songs with the word road or journey or track. <laughs> <laughs> or things that send you... They're just... It's just a dumb theme. And this dumb theme is It's open for interpretation. Yeah. It's... And, uh... And, yeah, my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found a lot of good songs, and oddly enough, the music that I, I found all has kind of has a similar musical theme. Mm-hmm. So I pulled that together somehow. Um, but I couldn't tell you anything about that. Well, that's a, that's a good thing to do with episodes. I did that one that was alone, but that's kind of that what that whole thing was. It wasn't about... It was just kind of what I was feeling to listen to. But it's just... In the end, it's just a dumb playlist for you, the listener. That's right. You, the listener. The well, dumb playlist for your listening pleasure. And half the listeners are us. And, and what's funny, I, I, when I came into Richard's uh, place today, I was honestly thinking, I was going to say on the show, I said, so... How did you fit this Falcom sound team into this episode? And I did. And you did. Well, because I played a song, I have a system on my computer where I play music, and it's most of my, a lot of my music's in flack. So I have a thing to transcode it, but I had it screwed up for a while, and I thought I cleaned it all up. So I played some other song from another game that had the word fate in it, and then it played the song from E's Origin, and I was like, it was bound it was, to be. It, yeah. It was, it was, yep. So that, that's my excuse. All right, good. All right, cool. Um, all right, so uh, shall we begin? Yeah, and this one has nothing to do with these, but it's a kind of a rock and roll song, another one from hey, Double. Hey. Yep, it's called Countryside 2. There's two countryside, and the countryside is something you pass through when you're driving through America. It, we, we live in a big country. And the song's, it's the Lee Brothers. I think that's the name of the dudes in it, right? Are they the, the Lee Brothers? The Lee Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's Glad I Am is the subtitle of the song. It's on Double Dragon Neon on the PC. The composer, Jake Kaufman, released, oh, because no. no. Nobody. Wait, no, wait, 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 ready? Yeah. Nobody, Nobody plays more Jake Kaufman than select BGM. BGM. It was released in 2014, developed by WayForward Technologies and published by Midnight City. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, hi, 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 hi. Hi, hi. You just heard uh, the uh, song Monsoon from the game Risk of Rain. It was released on various systems. And I, I, I apologize profusely because I'm going to slaughter your name, Mr. Chris Christodulo. Uh, and that's all I'm going to do there. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Risk of Rain was released in 2013. It was developed by Hopu Games and published by Chucklefish. And climbing down from that high tower before is Ro- was Road to the Tower from the game Brain Lord on the Super Nintendo, a game that I first heard of through Jonathan because he used to be a big jar- uh, JRPG person. The composer was Masano Akahori. It was released in 1994, developed by Produce Co. LTD or Produce Co. Published by Enix America Corporation. Before that was the song Colony 9 from Xenoblade Chronicles on Nintendo Wii. I'm going to read all of these names off here because I put them on there, so I'm going to do it. Do it. it. Composed by Yoko Shimomura, Manami Kyota, Tomori Kudo, Hiroyu Hiroyo, Yamanaka, Kenji Hiramatsu, and Yasunori Mitsura. Yes! Released 2012, developed by Monolith Soft, and published by Nintendo. Well, it's like Yoko Shimomura. You see that one a lot. Yeah. And you see, of course, the other one, you know. Yasunori Mitsura. Yep. A favorite of all video game music listeners. I think, you know, like when I go through listening to PC-88 music, because I downloaded the archive off the internet, just, and then use a chip Man, you just outdorked the fuck out of yourself by saying that well, no, I just I, say that yeah yeah I just want to say that but dude I do that it's like you know you download all the the files from the original games and convert them to flack it's archiving it's, <laughs> it's you keep direct- it going no you do but like it then you can go through on random and listen to it and even if you don't have the track titles you start realizing that they used an FM type of chip it was FM synthesis but it's not like Genesis where it's harsh and disgusting yeah because we had so many America games to the, the Japanese really, really focused on trying to make everything high quality. Like, the music was a component that had to be great. Last week you played that Lakers, not Lakers, but Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Yeah, and the version, the song you played was just Japanese only. It was only in the Japanese game. The track 88. It, yeah, it was actually like the first half. Is oh, is that what it was? Yeah, you, I, you looked it up, you found no, it? No, no, no. Because I, I went and found, redid the extract, and then in the extract it had the metadata. Oh, okay. All right, good. Yeah, so, but they would, they wouldn't just have a throwaway track. They, they, the teams were all quality. Like it seems like in the U.S., like music was sometimes a throwaway asset, and over there it seems like they really focused on trying to create a good product. And I wonder if it was because maybe like, I don't know. I, I think it had a lot to do with the in-house sound teams. You know, Konami, Capcom, Sega, Nintendo—they all had these in-house sound teams. Uh, that worked very closely together and were really good composers. And and I think probably the uh, the efficiency and whip cracking of the Japanese game industry probably got a better production out of them. I think with a lot of American music that you heard, um, it was probably just one dude. Uh, they probably found him in a community college. It was, it was completely technical. It was tech. It was technical, yeah. And then, and they don't, do they didn't care about the sound. Like the, mm-hmm. the production company or the game company didn't care so much about the sound. They just needed something there. 
Uh, so the American was allowed to, or maybe the Western or U.S. audience was allowed to uh, be a little more expressive. Well, I'm glad you said sound because, like, the FM, like, that sound is important. you got to get your patches right or FM sounds like shit. Well, and it, and a, yeah, and a lot of the early stuff with the U.S. composers sounded like crap. It may have been good um, composition, but the sound didn't, it didn't match with what the Japanese were doing. You know who was good with FM? Um, Brian Eno. He's a, he did a lot of the Yamaha, whatever that keyboard was, in the 80s. Like, he did the desert theme in Dune, and or whatever it was called. It's just a soft sound. But he would make these evolving patches on the Yamaha DX7, something like that. And it was basically the same chip that was in Genesis. And so they could do really, really... Oh, I really, know which one you're talking about. You showed me that. Yeah, they could yeah. do really, really good sound, but you could also, like, just fuck it up in a second, make right. distorted, nasty noises. Like, and that's what most American games were, like... Right. Bad electric guitar sounds. Right, yep. Yeah, like the soundtrack for Bob. B-B-O-B. Oh, is it little... Is it like some James Pond-looking yep. game? Yep. Okay. Um... And I think the Genesis had to have been really hard to program sound on. It FM had, sounds hard. It, it had to have been because you had really excellent soundtracks and, and sound uh, coming out of Japanese games, uh, specifically like uh, Gaiaris, Sonic mm. 2, Shinobi 3. Uh, oh, yeah, stuff. those were so good. Yuzo awesome. was awesome. And then you would have... No, Yuzo didn't even do that, right? He did... Um, yeah, sorry. No, and then you would have... Uh, a good example of an, of an American uh, game or Western game was X-Men on Genesis. And it had the worst sound I've ever heard in a game. The worst composition, the worst sound. Sorry, whoever. It was awful. And it, it, it was clearly just, we don't give a shit. We need to throw something out with this label on it. And it, it's you ought to look at the, the soundtrack for X-Men, just X-Men on Genesis. It's one of the worst I've ever heard. And we're not going to play have a worst of episode because... Not with that, that man. Get some Cheetah Man 2 in there. Hey, we like to listen to the show, too, so we're not going <laughs> to play bad music. Sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, that's just... I'm ready. I got one thing to say. All right. I got, we got, we're not too far into this segment, okay. so I got one oh, thing yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. I say, I, uh, we all know that a Gus in a Shell live action movie, American production, mm -hmm. is being made. It's, uh, starring Scar Joe. Scary Josephine. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is Motoko Kusanagi, because that makes a lot of fucking sense. Uh, they released a bunch of video promos for it, uh, either today or yesterday. Um... Anime is ambiguous, so I think it's okay that if the stars um, don't look like any certain race of human people, I think it's fair. I'm not even going to talk about okay, that. Okay, I'm fine with that. I don't care. Uh, I hate her anyway, so... Mm -hmm. Well, hate's a strong word. I dislike her face. Um, but I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't completely offended uh, by the, per the, the video promos that they released. Uh, I thought it looked like it was trying too hard. Okay. Um, I like the vis some of the visual stuff look kind of cool. It's some of the like an American girl with the dragon tattoo. Or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it looked like s some of the shot Why? framing looked kind of yeah. cool. Um, but I do think it, it looked like it was trying too hard, and I think they're totally gonna miss the mark on it. And and the thing is about Ghost in the Shell that is so inherently Japanese, it, it's impossible to grab that aesthetic mm -hmm. and that feeling that it that is so Japanese 
from Ghost in the Shell and put it on American screen. Japanese shit's always like cold, clinical, existential, what the fuck. And that's what Ghost in the Shell was. You know, you would have these long expositions of shots of, of people walking next to mannequins so you'd get the juxtaposition of what is real versus what is what is what is human you know and you can't do that in american cinema so we'll see i guess i mean i think maybe you it looked well it. produced hey it's it's giving props to something maybe it'll get more people to check out the original i don't even yeah. i don't even remember the original all i remember is like going underwater or something that's all yeah that was a big scene there with Bateau. But I, I haven't watched it since the 90s. And then the, the follow-up movie, Innocence, was really dry. Oh, I wanted to see that because I bought the um, Cowboy Bebop and it had a trailer at the beginning for that. So yeah, it looks, it it's really a great-looking film, okay. but it is really slow, really dry, just like, just like the original. So, I don't know. We'll see where they go with it. All I right. just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> You ready to shred some ass with this next song? Oh, I am ready, man. The camera's off and the chick is like, man, my ass is gore, dude. This <laughs> Sorry, we don't normally go there. Uh, but sometimes we do. You have to. Select BGM. This, the title of this song is As Gore. Uh, the game is Undertale. It was released on uh, PC and Mac. Uh, composed by Toby Fox, released 2015, developed and published by Toby Fox.
sometimes the journey has nothing to do about going somewhere. Sometimes it's just someone driving you wild, and that was the name of that song, Drive Me Wild, again from the game BA11. Hall A, a cyberpunk bartender action adventure or something on the PC. There was a chill up beat number. The composer was Michael Kelly. It was re- ah, released in 2016, developed by Sukaban Games, Venezuela, and published by Absurd Games. Before that, you heard the song Diving from the game Waterworld on Super Nintendo. Yes, that is the bad, terrible, awful movie Waterworld with Kevin Costner, the uh, video game adaptation. Uh, the composer was Dean Evans, released 1995, developed and published by Ocean. And before that was Tutu from the great... Tutu is the, where it stands in the show. It was the from... The title of the track is Salt Lake City, at least in this game. It was a Creative Commons track, originally called Trouble Dreams, but it was in the game Organ Trail. This was the original web flash version or whatever it was. The composer was Rushjet1, it was, like I said, Creative Commons, and it's a chippy number, it was released in 2010, um, the developer and publisher are the men who wear many hats, LLC. In the city, city of Salt Lake. Yeah, it's just kind of cool, it's like that other game too. Like Salt Lake is just the crossroads to the west, and it's kind of cool it was in The Last of Us. I haven't ever seen that part, but that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. We're a small little city that people go through. That's it. Yep. Yeah, I like the uh, whole Salt Lake thing. Obviously, the street the streets are different and everything, yeah, but the, some of the uh, stuff they got spot on. They have giraffes. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I just looked at the pictures. I see. I need still need to play through that. It's just I, you do. It's amazing. It's a it's one of the best games I've ever played. But you know how it is with a game. Like you try a bunch of games until you find the one that sticks, or you know that. You want to stick to, so you end up playing other games. And have you played any of The Last of Us? Just the first little bit. And that didn't grab you. That wasn't like, holy shit, I've got to finish this journey. It was okay, but then it kind of got to the the boring shooting stuff, and I was just like, okay, this is duck and cover. This is Mass Effect, and I, I could get into it. I just wasn't ready to. Well, get ready, goddammit. Get ready. The masterpiece. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Uh, and if you don't like it, then you don't like it. Big deal. Hey, I bought it. Yeah. For PS3? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm borrowing your Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni, yeah. It's like, maybe I shouldn't. It'd probably be like a year before I play it. Well, uh, Last of Us is a much shorter game oh, okay. than Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni, you're going to be pushing 60 to 70 hours. Uh, a few months or something? Right, yeah. Okay. It's going to be a long slog. A, a, a great long slog, but uh, you can get through Last of Us in a week, week and a half okay, good. at your game playing rate. So, um, Speaking of game playing, I just want to mention this. Anyone that's listening and anyone that plays the game Overwatch, stop fucking playing Anna. You're ruining everyone's team. She sucks. No one knows how to use her. Just stop playing Sexist. Anna. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Well, that's wonderful. You know what's else wonderful is I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I'm glad for you. I do. Well, I'm not gonna party it up or anything tonight, so it doesn't matter. But you say that now. I know, I know. When the show's over and I'm out the door. And I can go listen to the raw tracks and uh-huh. get a chuckle out of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to be up. It's going to be 2 in the morning, and you're going to be like, oh, I still don't got to go to work. I'm going to play. I'm going to be shitting water tomorrow. 
Get that ibuprofen ready. Yeah. Get that beer ready. Get that morning beer ready. Oh, Leave one for the morning. I don't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I drink water. I nurse myself back to health before it's before you start over. And I like to wake up early too. Like even if I take a nap later, I just like to get my shit going. Yeah, getting old. Getting old's like that, isn't it? Yeah. Do you remember the last time you slept past eleven? No. No. Nah. Yeah. Uh-uh. I mean, I woke, got no, you know, woke up and then got into the store, did shit, and then t- gone back to sleep at eleven. I like. I think I mentioned this before, but I really like getting up on a Saturday or a Sunday at like six a.m. And then getting all this shit done, and then taking a nap at 9.30 a.m. Yeah, I like doing that, too. It's And when you do stuff early, like if you go to the store, anything, it's empty. You have yeah. the world to yourself. Yeah. It's like, I'm Michael Jackson. I'm going to get this whole store to myself. <laughs> can't do it, but yeah. Oh, that was weird, but okay. Well, I, dude, I just can't Strange do it. Strange comparison. <laughs> no, but it's... <laughs> you. The world is your Michael there, Jackson. Are there are there children in the store at 6 a.m.? No, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. see the same people, though, every time, you know? Right. It's like, oh, I live in a small town now, and I kind of do, but it's... I don't see any ICP people. Oh. They only come out at night. They don't even live around here. Some of them do. They're lurking everywhere. I think... It's time just to go to the next round. Let's do it. Because I just don't have anything interesting to I, say. I, yeah, we'll start up the next round, and then we'll uh, start jibber-jabbing uh, on, the, on the next uh, set. So Yeah, this next track is the opening for East Origin. This is the one. Oh, here's the Nikon, Nihon Falcon sound team. You sneak it in there. Sneak it in there every it time. The the composer was the Falcom Sound Team, released in 2006 originally, and developed and published by Nihon Falcom Corporation.
ready. Okay, here we go. The last song you heard was The Hunter. The game was Bloodborne on PlayStation 4. The composers were Ryan Amon and other various artists. Released 2015, developed by From Software and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Right before was Survive in the game Eskatos on Xbox 360. The composer was Yosuke Yasui. Released in 2011, developed and published by Cute. Cute. And before that was uh, an unknown track from the Flintstones game on Super Nintendo. This is the Flintstones movie game. It's got Rick Moranis and John Goodman right on the cover there. It was composed by Dean Evans. Again, I got two Dean Evans in one shot. I- I'm pretty sure he was an in-house composer for Ocean. Uh, it was released in 1995. Uh, developed and published by Ocean. Neato. Um, I wanted to mention one thing. We were kind of labeling our tracks uh, based on musical type. Feel, yeah. Yeah, musical feel. And so, like, uh, the Flintstones, I have mellow and melodic, and Asgore for Undertale, I have intense, and then Bloodborne, I just wrote murderous. That's the feel of that song, when you fight Father Gascogne, murderous. You have intense melodic, chill, upbeat, awesome melodic, fun 80s rock, chippy, and easy. Easy! Yeah. <laughs> how did you, let me see how you spelled that. I want to see. Easy. E-E-E-S-S. Easy? Yeah. East dash E-E. And then there's a little half square but anyway, uh, speaking of Bloodborne, I want to talk about this a little bit. So I feel bad that I trashed it earlier. Uh, I think it was a season, or maybe it was we had a year ago. We get shit wrong all the time. We get shit we, we wrong fix all it later. the time. Yeah. Uh, I didn't give Bloodborne enough chance. I didn't understand how it worked. I get it now, and I love the game. It's brutal. It's great. And, and for me, it plays a lot like Dark Souls 3, and I didn't think it was... I didn't get that. Uh, I just grind all the time. I just throw on podcasts and I just grind and explore and, and I enjoy it and I die and it's okay. And, and I'm, I'm really taken uh, with Bloodborne now. So that's my new jam. Um, in that same vein, we've got some Dark Souls 3 uh, DLC coming out. October 24th. The very large DLCs coming out. It's something like the Ariandel Winter or some shit like that. Uh, but I'm really excited for that. I, I've played through Dark Souls 3 three times. So I'll be on New Game Plus 3. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm level 343. And I'm really looking forward to playing through it again. It is... It, we'll get back to Dark Souls 3 uh, on another topic later. But, yeah, looking forward to it. Dark Souls 3 DLC coming soon. Magnificent, punky. Now try this other pose. <laughs> All the shutters stuck, punky. <laughs> get Brandon in the room. <laughs> Jeez, dude, just sending in the Oh, God, if we could get taken off the air, but there's no air to take us off of. Thank you, Internet. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you got anything? Oh, dude, I don't have anything. Like, I've just been working, so I, 
I haven't done anything interesting at all. Well, I guess we should get into some top five. Yeah, what's top five? Top, top five! five! I got the distorted voice. What's this top five, Mr. John? Uh, this top five is the top five games you could play forever. Basically, it, it, in the spirit of the theme, the journey nev- would never end. Yeah, it, they're games that are fun. Yeah. So this is uh, our own personal list. I don't even think, do we even do amalgamations no, anymore? No. Yeah, we just do our personal list, so no amalgamations anymore. We'll cut that right now. Uh, Rich, would you like to yeah. begin? At five, I have Chrono Trigger, because it's a different game every time if you want it to be, but it's just one of those, it's such a pleasant, like you said, you grind, you do whatever. And if you play it slow, it's just one of those that you kind of do want to go on forever because it's so good. And at four, I have Bruce Lee on the Commodore because I've played it a lot, and I'd always get to the end and win it. It was easy, but I'd just play it every day. I'd wake up and boot up that game and play it and win it. So other games, too. Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 4, because I just... I always just was a mission gamer. I didn't do the side quests, and the main mission always ended too quickly. You know, it's always like 30 hours. 20, 30 hours. Yeah, but, but yeah, the side quests, you can... You, they're boring. They have no <laughs> point. You can't make those games go forever. But they're not... I just like the main quest. The main gotcha. storyline is more interesting to me. You know, it's like, I don't want this whole side... When you read a book, you know, like, I don't want to read about Duncan, Idaho... You know, going out and gathering spies because some merchant's farm got attacked by some wolves. You know, it's I just don't care. All right, that's cool. And at two, I have Marble Madness because it's just my favorite game. Yep, we talked about yeah. you and your proficiency last week. And number that. one, um, Actraiser, dude, because that was just such a beautiful experience. For the, I rented it the first time on a weekend, and it was just awesome. I still like it. It's, and they never did anything else with it. No, and the, you have to have a simulation for that one to be fun. Yeah. Even though it's... Yeah, Actorizer 2 is garbage. But Actorizer 1, I mean, that was one of the greatest Super Nintendo games. One of the top games of all time. Mm-hmm. And they, you, they never went back to it. They've never done anything Oh, well, like let's that. remove the simulation and make it really hard yeah. and move really slow. Yeah, I just it blew my it blows my mind that that never went anywhere. But all right, uh, my top five games that I could play forever. Number five, Final Fantasy twelve. Enough said. Number four, Kid Icarus Uprising. I've played through that four times. I just can't get enough of it. I want it. Just to can't get enough. Uh, number three, Super Castlevania four. That game could continue on. Infinity, if the music stood up, I would play it forever. Number two, DuckTales. Woo! Yep. And number one, Dark Souls 3. Wow. Dark Souls like 3. Dark Souls 3. I you love it. Yeah. I love it. New game plus three or whatever, is that what you said? I'm on, I'm, I'm on uh, NG2 and uh, start NG3 when the, okay. when the uh, DLC comes out, so... Well, hell, holy hell, well, it's raining outside in Salt Lake City today. Yay, a, a storm, here. finally. I love you, rain. I love you so fucking much. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So next week, um, we have a special show. It's a focus show. Uh, we are doing Me- Mega Mania. Mega Mania. Mega Mania. We are taking our top tracks from 12 of the classic Mega Man titles, so not X, not Zero, not Legends, just the classic Mega Man. 
the eight-bit looking ones yep. through ten, and we'll uh, play them in uh, sequential order, and uh, we'll have a we'll, we'll have a good time. So besides the eight-bit ones through ten, what are the other two? So there's one through ten that are the eight-bit, and then there's uh, Mega Man and Bass, or in Japan it was called Rock Band of Forte, okay, okay. and then the Wily Wars, which oh, was only okay. released uh-huh. in on the Mega Drive in Japan. Okay. And that has a, a five or six original songs. So we've got, we'll have 12 songs, sequential order. It'll be a good time. Gonna be a good time. Yeah, make a man. All right. With that being said, uh, thank you for listening to Select BGM. Don't as bother a- checking out, nope. checking us out on social media or anything because it's kind of pointless anyway. No, no, just promote the damn okay. show. Just promote the damn okay. show. You can check us out on Facebook, Select BGM, and uh, Google Plus, Select BGM. And you can uh, go to our website, uh, www.selectbgm.org. And if you're from, um, if you, we're from Salt Lake City, if you're on our website and you type SLC, you might be able to select your own BGM in any way you want to play. What? But, yeah, but that's just only this time we're telling you that. Damn. Yeah, you had to listen to the whole episode to get there. Yeah, but type in SLC on the website, and you'll be able to listen to the tracks any order you want. Easter egg. Never going to hear it again. All right, well, thank you for listening. We appreciate the uh, support. Thank you, Japan. We're getting a lot of listens from Domo you. Domo arigato. Domo arigato gozaimasu. And uh, I am John. And I am Riyach. And like always, or like they say in Canada at least, peace out.